Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. A deceptive abortion initiative is now being challenged at the Florida Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, in 2023, we saw an abortion initiative pass, unfortunately, in Ohio. It also was deceptive, but it passed in Florida and in other states in 2024. There are other abortion initiatives that are being pushed to try to put those on the ballot for November of 2024. And Florida is one of those states. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, along with other abortion advocates, have joined together to try to put on the ballot an abortion initiative to vote on in 2024. Liberty Council has filed a challenge to that particular amendment. It is now pending at the Florida Supreme Court. Now, in Florida, you have to have 60% margin for a voter initiative to pass and be part of the Constitution. That's different than, for example, Ohio. Ohio actually had a vote on whether to raise from a 50-plus percent to a 60-plus percent margin, and they rejected that in Ohio, and then they went to the polls, and they passed more than 50%, less than 60%, this abortion initiative in Ohio. Florida, however, already has that 60% threshold that we passed a number of years ago. But now where we are at in the stage of this case is by February 1, the petition has to have 891,523 verified voter signatures statewide. They also need to have... um, these distributed in the individual counties. So you can't just have them all from one county or a majority from one part of the state. They have to be distributed percentage-wise in these various counties. So they are getting very close to that. They say that they have 753,771 petitions. Uh, They say that they have more than that uh, is required that haven't been counted yet. Uh, But if they do get counted, and if they do have enough, then the real battle is going to be our challenge to have this not even put on the ballot. You know, and my theme is in Ohio, the situation, you know, now they have uh, passed this, they can codify abortion and change the state constitution. My theme is where was the church in this? And, And the same goes here in Florida. I mean, you're talking about the number of verified signatures they have already and the ones that are still going through, it appears they're going to have enough to put this on the ballot that would propose this amendment to, again, codify abortion into the Florida Constitution. This is tragic. Where is the church? You had the other side pull their money forward. They took the initiative to get this abortion amendment rolling. They gave it a a very deceptive name, 
amendment to limit government interference with abortion. There's a clue right there how they so easily passed it. But on the other hand, where was the church? Where were the Christians uh, going forward on this? We, we seem like we're always a little late to the game. Well, you know, we want to be proactive and not even get it on the ballot. If it's right. on the ballot, obviously churches and others need to be very seriously involved to vote against this. But the reason why we are challenging it is because it does not comply with Florida law. For a voter initiative, it needs to be clear and unambiguous so that it is very clear what you're voting on, and it has to address only one subject, so it can't be more than one thing that you're voting for. Sometimes a yes or a no on one thing could mean a yes or a no on something else, and so it has mm -hmm. to be very specific and limited. So it has to have a single subject, has to be clear and unambiguous. The actual text of this uh, proposed constitutional amendment that would go in the Florida Constitution says, no law shall be, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the patient's health care provider. And that's all very deceptive. As we've mentioned before, this amendment does not change the legislator's constitutional authority to require notification to a parent or guardian before a minor has an abortion. Yeah, so, but that sentence, the amendment that says it's not going to interfere with parental notification or a guardian before a minor has an abortion, is really... Contrary to the first sentence, no law shall mm -hmm. delay uh, an abortion before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health. So wouldn't a parental notification delay mm -hmm. an abortion? Yes. Because you have to get the parent or guardian's notification yes. before. So but they're not wanting to be able to delay the so abortion. So anything also that would be um, like informed consent or... A waiting period, if you had to have mm -hmm. a 24-hour waiting period, that would delay an abortion. Right. right. So you would not be able to have any uh, waiting periods, no informed consent information that you'd have to review. Parental notification, really, if it delays an abortion, well, then that would be contrary to the first part of the sentence. Right. So it's all very confusing and deceptive, and I think intentionally. Well, when it says... Um, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability. So that's, first of all, you have to determine when viability is, and that changes. And so there can be no restrictions, none. They can't restrict, prohibit, delay, uh, or prohibit abortion. So let's look at the word restrict before viability. You can't even restrict abortion before viability. So what does that do to clinic regulations with regards to health. They're going to argue that that's a restriction on abortion. Uh, any kind of uh, admitting privileges or other kinds of uh, things that you would need, like, for example, uh, if you're saying that the person needs to have a medical license, well, that could restrict abortion because somebody says, well, I want to do the abortion, but I don't have a medical license, so I'm being restricted, can't get an abortion. What about ultrasounds? All of that any kind of um, restriction on abortion or anything that would, quote, delay an abortion before viability, it's gone. So there's really no regulation before viability. Or this phrase, or necessary to protect the patient's health. Well, define health. 
And that's they don't define it. And health can mean anything. And if you go to the Doe versus Bolton case from 1973, the companion case of Roe versus Wade, they used the then WHO, the World Health Organization, definition of health. And that has continued till today. The WHO has a very broad definition of health. It is not what you would think of as physical health. It includes physical health, but it is emotional, psychological, Mm -hmm. economic, um, other kinds of broad, undefined notions of health. So it doesn't include, it doesn't define health. And so when necessary, we don't know what that means. What requires it to be necessary to protect a patient's health? Health is so broad. As and determined then, by the patient's health care provider. Well, define that. And who's the health care provider? Define So it doesn't provider. say as determined by a licensed medical doctor or physician as licensed under the state of Florida. So a health care provider can be anybody. Is that your veterinarian or your massage therapist? Could be or anybody. What? That's a, <laughs> I mean. Because uh, a health care provider is not de- is defined. So you have... Necessary, not defined. Health, not defined. Healthcare provider, not defined. And with that vagueness, it is not clear and unambiguous what this does. What we do know by reading this, and you look at, well, an abortion is permissible through all nine months of pregnancy when it is necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the healthcare provider. That means right up until the time of birth, an abortion would be permissible under this uh, proposed constitutional amendment. Moreover, it doesn't have just a single subject because it also includes the idea of health, and it goes way beyond abortion. Which violates the Florida Constitution's single subject requirement. Yeah, so that's what our argument is, is that it does not comply with state law that requires any initiative be clear and unambiguous, so you know exactly what you're voting for, and that it is relegated only to a single subject. It violates both and therefore should never even go onto the ballot. Whenever they get the signatures, if they're able to get the signatures in time by February 1, uh, then the Florida Supreme Court will set oral argument on this case. It'll be a big case to try to keep this deceptive ballot from going on the Florida amendment process in November of 2024. Pray for this case. Pray for Liberty Council. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. That's forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.